just a bunch of witty banter. Good guy, Papa. Yeah, see, it only took you like two tries and you're in it now. Like you're nailing it. Anyway, what's up, everybody? This is Witty Banter, episode number 41. It is January 23rd, correct? And I don't know what time is it. What time is it right now? Uh, it is 6.30. Yeah, a little, little later. Johnny on the spot. Uh, I'm your host, Chase Williams. To my left, our new guest for the show, the king of College Station, Brady Jordan. Hello. Yeah, hi. <laughs> to my right, the man who wears his hat with the utmost precision, Hunter Dorsett. It's not that precise. I like it, man. I think it's, you, it's pretty precise. <laughs> give credit where credit is due, my friend. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brady, welcome to the show, man. You are like the laundry list of friends that have been guests now has gotten pretty substantial. Like, you're joining a pretty hey, elite I'm just, selection. I'm just honored to be on here, to be honest with you. So, who are you? Introduce yourself. Okay. Brady Why Jordan. I'm 22 years old from uh, <laughs> Kerrville, Texas. I graduated from college. Don't do that. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm currently unemployed. So, if anybody's got a job, hit me up. So, you're from Kerrville. Is that how you know cold-blooded? Cold-blooded... A.K.A. Cole Blair, yeah. myself, and Chase were roommates sophomore year of college. Arguably one of the best years in college that I had. Oh, that was the year. Like you know, everybody needs that college year where, mm-hmm. like, you, when you're in high school, you think about the year, like what college is. That was that year for me. Yeah, for it was sure. the most defining moment of our college career. Uh, yeah, I would. I could. I'll put that stamp on it for sure. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, if you know about, if you've listened to Woody Bancher before, you kind of know what to expect. You expect us to review a beer. We're actually not going to do that tonight. We've had a uh, interestingly busy day, and we didn't really want to waste more time before the show. So we're going to go ahead and do banter without the beer this time. We apologize, but we hope you understand. Next time. Next time. I mean, Hunter's still drinking alcohol. He poured <laughs> himself up a glass of I wine. I needed a glass of wine, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, what, so what, you, got a, you got a cloud over your head, Hunter. What happened? It's just like I'm studying for the CPA exam, and it's like 13 hours a day worth of studying, basically. And it's coming you to would think head. that after three or four years of doing accounting, and like I, I've essentially earned my master's in accounting, so I'm like getting a big head. And like at UT, they're like, oh, man, this is like the number one accounting program in the effing world. So like <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are the top of the freaking crop and all this stuff. And then you start doing all like the CPA stuff, and it's like, wait, you don't know anything. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, awesome. So, well, that's frustrating. Man. That sounds frustrating. Luckily, and I guess we should explain the uh, reason why Brady's here. Tomorrow, we're going to go see the man himself, Jack White, in concert. Rock and Rose, Lord and Savior, the one true God. <laughs> the prophet. <laughs> we're going to be like blessed just by being in his presence tomorrow. I'm going to be super annoying for like the next week telling everybody about my experience. I'm super just annoying anyway. Me. Whatever, they, they know what to expect. Well, um, let's go ahead and just hop right into the news, because I'm ready to talk about some cool stuff. Uh, this is Witty Banter. Okay. <laughs> that was a good one. There you go. I appreciate that. I've been, I practice my beeps. You know that. You practice too much, in fact. I do. I, I get stage fright when I, when, I get, when I try to beep. You're one of those guys that like, gets on the public bus and is just doing beep noises to himself. <laughs> Actually, my main uh, studio for beeping is the shower. Shower, yeah. I shower beep a lot. I'm just in there Hey, beeping. I sing high notes in the shower because nobody's around. <laughs> it's the only time to practice, really. Okay, so for the news items today, I kind of have like a theme. Uh, and the theme is Elon Musk. 
because he's been in the news like crazy recently. Okay. And I really didn't know much about this guy until recently. Um, and now I'm like fascinated with him. I consider him to be this like just up and coming visionary. He's I feel like he's the new Steve Jobs, but instead of consumer stuff, it's like science and exploration. We should probably give people a little bit of background because not many people know the name Elon Musk. Surprisingly enough. Yeah, well take it away. What okay. do you what do you know about him? So Elon Musk is the CEO and chief architect of Tesla Motors. True. He also is the CEO of SpaceX, mm -hmm. if you have anything else to add to that. So, well, SpaceX, which was founded in, like, 2002, is a private – started as, like, a private space, what, like, exploration company? It I was, mean, it's more of, like, a development for space exploration, like, the rockets that they use, the entry vehicles and everything around As that. far as I understand SpaceX, it is a privatized or privately funded uh, – mission where they are beginning to um, look forward into the future of mining asteroids and mining like minerals and resources that can come from asteroids and stuff like there are metals that are on certain asteroids that are literally like priceless on on earth so if they were be able, if they were able to mine that kind of stuff it would literally like change the entire economy exactly yeah see that's why i love this guy is like i didn't even realize that that was in their mission statement just because of the yeah. vast other stuff that has been put out there. Um, so let's just go and start with the first news item and we can just sort of discuss as we go. All right. So uh, in a recent visit to Seattle, Elon Musk stated one day I will visit Mars. He just put it out there. Easy. And Boom. I, first of all, like when I hear super smart driven people just be like, yeah, I'm going to do that. It just makes me so excited. <laughs> I can see you getting hard you know, from that. It's just like, you never heard a Welshman say anything smart like that. So. <laughs> I'm going to mine some more. <laughs> I'm going to go farm potatoes in the Highlands. Yeah. So he says that. And then he said, and then he outlined a new venture to be established in Washington that, um, that he hopes will fund this vision. Uh, so he talked of, a plan for SpaceX uh, Seattle, like a Seattle branch. And what he wants to do with it is build 4,000 satellites that would build a network in space in order to cover the Earth with high-speed Internet access. Isn't that like kind of what we already have? I mean, it's, I mean, but we don't have Earth-wide access to Internet. Yeah. But it would also be able to give Internet to the colony that they're trying to form on Mars. That it was another... Part of the project. Yeah, exactly. And then he, he stated too, um, the purpose of the venture would to be, or would to, oh my God, I can't even talk to you guys. It's just <laughs> falling apart here. Would be to raise revenue so a city on Mars could be built. So he not only does he want to like build this huge network of satellites to bring the whole Earth high speed internet, but he wants that to like be the stepping stone to finally get a civilization up there on Mars. Because he's even said before, like, yeah, we can get to Mars, like. That's easy, but we what like what would really move humanity forward is a colony up there. What do you think that would move us forward? I mean, really, it's kind of what I was gonna pose to you guys. Like, okay. I, th I think doing it for the sake of doing it is almost a goal. Like, I think that's reason enough. It's like jumping off the highest high dive. You know, it's like okay, well, you did it, almost. Yeah. Like that's almost how I see it. But if you start terraforming Mars. And literally making it viable for other, like when we start running out of room on Earth and like making it a viable second home for humans. And yeah, I see the, the benefit there. Okay, but bringing up the terraforming of Mars, Mars doesn't have to get a little sciencey on this. <laughs> 
it doesn't have a fast enough gravitational rotation to even hold an atmosphere. Oh, really? So, in order to form an atmosphere on Mars where you could start terraforming and put moss down that would generate oxygen, you would have to increase the gravitational rotation of Mars. I don't know anybody that knows how to do that. Yeah, that so sounds ridiculous. The Mar- I'm kind of have this love-hate relationship with the Mars colony. It's like us going to the moon. We just did it so we beat the Russians there. Right. Or the Soviets, whatever you want to call them. But do you, I mean, look at how much technology came from us researching how to get to the moon and all that. I mean, do you think just, just by undertaking the venture of getting there and setting up like a little colony is enough to, I just move scientific research forward in this like vastly exponential way that could, you know, bring more benefits? I mean, don't get me wrong. I want them to put a colony on Mars. That'd be so cool (laughs) like we have a colony on another planet humans are on another planet now right and but the thing is we don't want to fall into the same trap that we fell into with the space program in the 60s we made 13 trips to the moon and then after that we use the same technology developed in the 50s to just basically go up to a space station orbiting earth yeah well so you think it i think stagnated for no purpose exactly and i don't want that to happen with the mars colony we need to keep making steps forward and plus, there's always the, the age-old argument about whether or not um, we should be spending our resources and our time domestically on the problems that we have on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people think that it's, it's ridiculous for us to be considering space travel as, like, you know, this, this incredibly important mission when we still have, like, world world hunger and people without even freaking water on earth. And so, and I think that's a pretty viable argument, but I, I, I am somebody who really enjoys pushing science forward at, at any rate possible. So we'll see. That's what I was going to ask is, do you think just by setting this goal, he is not sort of lighting a fire in everyone's mind who is maybe even like super young, who wants to eventually like they want to now, now they're thinking they want to be a part of this and whatever they got to do to get there you know, to prove themselves is going to ultimately benefit us here anyway, or, I mean, and then you look at the other side of the story to even fund this thing would to bring is to bring the internet access to the whole world. And don't you think that's just like remarkably would be remarkably beneficial? Like, is that not the next step? I mean, we have the internet, right? And the internet is proliferated in the last 10 years where it's just like, it is our lives now and everyone thinks like, well, what's the next internet, or what you know, what is this? Maybe mm-hmm. it's not what is the next internet, but now let's see if if everybody in the world can have it as a resource rather than just the select few, you know, right. Western Western countries. Or, well, you look at countries that have a relatively high access to the internet. Even if the education system in those countries isn't the best, their population is much more educated because they have access to things that they can use to gain knowledge and things about their daily life. Like a farmer in a third world country, if he has access to the internet, he can look up new ways to farm that are much more conservative and and not even that. He can also just anything. He can just know? Exactly. but he can connect himself to a larger economy as well. You know, it's it's not even just purely informative, but it's also like logistical as well. Well, I think that that's a good point, and I think one of the biggest things pushing forward in spreading the internet and using the internet effectively for humanity is is education, educational use of the internet. And I know that there's like 
there's some classroom application that has been developed where like people people have access for free right now uh, to like Harvard, Stanford, MIT lectures on literally anything that you can imagine. And that is awesome. I need to get on that. Yeah, that it's, it's dope. It's, it's getting to the point where the internet is almost like, like there's no excuse for anyone not to be good at everything or not to know whatever it is that they want to know. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, the only thing that's stopping you is your drive from doing it. It's yourself, that. right? Yeah. I, I kind of I thought that way. Like the first time, I was telling you this, Brady, earlier. The first time I ever had to write a research paper mm-hmm. and I went to a library and I got like five books on this incredibly specific subject and I opened them up and I thought to myself, I have no excuse not to know everything. <laughs> you know, like seriously. But the internet is just making that access even easier. It's, it's streamlining that. Yeah. Right. You were going to say something? It, the internet also becomes a pitfall. Uh, See, when you look at the first people to access the internet, it was the United States and our population. And now the internet is mostly used in the United States for social media. And Uh, I think that's the most like social, like, I mean, yes, it's good to connect with your friends and everything, but you should, I think the internet should be a medium for knowledge rather than finding out what your friends are doing this weekend. Yeah, but I don't think that's exclusively like what the internet is. I think that's just what we're surrounded by all the time. So that's like what we're like uh that's what we see the most often. I'm also a cynic, so well, I mean join the club yeah, brother. For sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean anyway, this sounds super cool. And I don't know if this this uh satellite system would be shooting it out uh wirelessly, which is what is super interesting about it, you know, is if the whole earth was covered in wireless internet that way you you didn't need to be like hardwired in or whatever. Yeah, not have to have a freaking router. That's that's what I'm looking for, man. I have a feeling that since this is a private undertaking by Elon Musk, I mean, he hasn't gotten any government right subsidies or anything from it, has he? No. Okay. In fact, in the article when he was talking about the Washington branch he's setting up, he didn't get a single dime or help from the government. He's just doing it all on his okay, own. Okay. So, once they set up those 4000 satellites, I feel like it's going to be Okay, you can access the internet anywhere in the world. All you have to have is this little receiver that'll cost you sixty dollars. Yeah, but, but if that's if legit, that's the though. price I mean, to keep that, if it's the service, price, I'm awesome. gonna pay it. Obviously, yeah, that doesn't bother me. If it's a super genius who's trying to create a network for other super geniuses, then if he needs to lock my dumb ass out, I respect that. You know. <laughs> Just to keep it unconvoluted. I mean, he does have to finance his other projects, obviously. So I would be okay with paying $60 to get internet anywhere. Just so he can go to Mars. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, I would think that SpaceX, you know, would be the... It would be it would be getting the opposite of government subsidies. I would be thinking that governments would be really on edge about what SpaceX was capable of and how it could how it could affect... Not only the global economy, but just like just the globe in general, everything about people's expectations of space travel and and, and what we can expect going forward. And it's not in the government's hands, it seems like, as much, you know. So, two points or two things I want to like respond in that regard. Um, One, that's kind of what excites me a lot about Elon Musk, especially with like his Teslas, is how disruptive his technology is because you get all this government pushback that's mostly like, State governments, like, you can't sell your cars here because you're cutting out of the middleman. You're, you're messing our system up. Thanks a lot, Texas. Yes. Michigan. Yeah, Michigan as well. And so, you know, I just kind of like that fight. I'm, I'm the man fighting the government kind of thing just so I can, you know, proliferate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
Also, it kind of depresses me that the government used to be, like, you look at like the Hoover Bridge, I mean the Hoover Dam, and even NASA, it was the spearhead of doing these new, radically amazing technological uh, just feats. And we don't see that anymore. Like it, And that every, saddens you? Yeah. Why? Why do you have an attachment to government exploration? Because like, it's like a sense of pride that, or not pride, but if your government's doing so well that it's, it's the one creating these new modern marvels that are techno, like these technological just like feats of greatness, um, and that's not possible anymore. Like NASA doesn't do what it used to do, and you know, and that just that so there's less out. nationalism, you know, that comes because there's not like a there's not like a American flag to put in the sand. But I I, I think that that's I'm not really like sad that that's not there. I'm I'm kind of like you know like. In a way, that kind of reminds me of the discussion we had when we talked about when we did go to the moon in 69, and you know we put our flag in the sand, and it was like, we won space. America won. And the only reason that we even went to the moon is because Russia launched up their stuff first, and we're like, well, we can't have them beating us, you know? And it's like, what did we really accomplish <laughs> by doing that? Just I by mean, like putting our name on it? Is that enough? Well, did we you win? you got to look at the technology that came out from us trying to go to the moon. We're talking about Velcro, microwaves. I mean, the Good list old is endless. endless. And but, but see, that's, that's what I'm saying, too. Is like, it's not a nationalism for me so much as it is that like, people used to be excited about working for the government. And like, by, by undertaking these huge projects, they're not only bettering... Tech, like achieving for themselves, but they're bettering our government, you know, I guess the country in general. But I would say that the government had a much more open hand back in the day to push both technological revolution and social reform. Because you look at the Hoover Dam, it basically, those projects got us out of the Great Depression. Well, World War II bit did, but that's yeah. besides the point. It helped maintain our economy until something came along that improved our economy. You look at the national highway system, the obviously the moon race. I mean, government has kind of receded and it's waiting for individuals in the private sector to take up its reins. Do you think which it, is what Elon Musk is doing? Yeah. Do you think it might have receded because it actually shouldn't have been doing all these things publicly? Like spending all of that money and research back then has actually like created a negative effect now, you know? I think that's more of a personal opinion. I'm of the opinion that the government is supposed to protect your personal freedoms and your and that's property. It. And that's about it. But yeah. That being said, I'm, I love, like, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was the best president of all time. He helped us get out of a revolution, or a, res a depression. <laughs> Words are hard. Words are hard. Words are hard. Okay. I don't know. I just, I just think it's an interesting paradigm shift. I just think that's really interesting for you to bring up that point, because you are, like, the most about the man and the individual person that I know, so yeah. having people like Elon Musk do this not under the name of a government would seem like that would give you a huge hard on. But. Well, it does. I respect the shit out of them, but I just wanted to like bring that up, you know? Yeah. I just think it's an interesting change for yeah. sure. All right. Uh, so this, this next article staying on our theme here. Okay. So recently Elon Musk donated $10 million to help fund research in order to keep AI beneficial to humanity. Uh, the funds are going to an organization called the Future of Life Institute that focuses on, quote, mitigating existential risks facing humanity, end quote, particularly those related to AI. 
Musk has also invested in companies developing AI, he says, quote, to keep an eye on them, end quote. So I don't really have much, I don't really know what's going on in terms of the research in AI. I don't have much of an opinion, but we know, like, last in last October, he came out saying that doing AI would be unleashing the devil. Essentially, and yes. Him and Terminator. A, Terminator, yeah. <laughs> him and a bunch of other people have, like, come out and said that AI could be super harmful to us, and he's taking steps now to make sure that that kind of stuff doesn't happen. Uh, what do you think about his disposition towards AI and sort of the approaches that he's taken? I completely agree with it. On the basis that you're talking about artificial intelligence. Sentient life form. Exactly. It can think at twice the speed of a human brain, and we don't. if we let it into our system, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. So a bunch of foreign leaders have come out and said that there need to be specific restrictions on the development of AIs and rules. And it's kind of gaining a lot of momentum because we're getting to the point where AIs are the near future. That might happen soon. Yeah, it's very near. That's what was really weird too. I, I There was some interview that Musk was doing where he even cited that it could be as early as five to 10 years from now. And you're just like, what? Yeah. That's nuts. The N64 came out like 16 years ago. And that was like the most basic thing ever. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the thing, I think the thing that really scares them is, is that idea of the singularity where like right now humans, uh, harbor like the intellectual dominance of the earth and they yeah. kind of kind of run things on the earth. But then once we develop AI to where it surpasses human capabilities and intelligence, then we're literally taking a second hand to something like, even if it's a tool that we're using, that tool can ultimately, if it, if, if it had a logical sequence that it walked through, it could exterminate us if it saw fit. Basically we're creating the next species that's going to take over the planet. Yeah. It's the, far right side of the argument. There was, there's people who say, you know, you can try to sit there and program all these algorithms, but there's certain situations that an AI could get into where you don't, you just don't know how it's going to act or anything. You can't control it. Um, and it's still such like a movie-fied subject for us. Like our understanding of AI is like iRobot and stuff, you know, like we don't really understand. Terminator. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like, we don't really know what it what, like. what that means yeah. really i mean because the only quote unquote intelligence that we understand is organic like you know not artificial intelligence right. so yeah i don't know there was a like a question at the end of the article that i found really intriguing and it said like let's say the first ai got created and they asked it um, is there a god it would answer there is now. And I was just so ominous. I was like, can you imagine? <laughs> that was what the, how the article ended? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. That's ominous. I know, right? All right. Uh, so, yeah, I guess the, the last thing then here. So, Elon has spoken of plans to build a quote-unquote Hyperloop test track in Texas. So, the Hyperloop system would allow passengers to zoom in pods through systems of tubes at speeds of at least 600 miles per hour. Jetsons. Jetsons style. Which would easily outpace current high-speed rail systems. Companies and students could test out their pods at the test track, Musk said. And he also said on Twitter that he's also thinking of having like an annual student Hyperloop pod racer competition, uh, much like Formula SAE. It said that these uh, tracks could chop a trip from Los Angeles to San Francisco to about 30 minutes God. for less than the cost of an airplane Jeez. ticket. 
One, I hope it comes to Texas. I wonder, is it above ground? I mean, yeah. would it be like, I mean, it I wouldn't be like be street level, like, would it? I mean, I mean, nothing could be in its way. They, they have like these little mock-ups of what it would look like. And it's literally just like this tube and you sit in this like pod on the inside of it in like a little relaxing, relaxing chair and it just like whizzes you through, you know? That would be so dope. So would it have its own special, I guess, road? I, I don't even know what you would call it since it's a it's, tube. Exactly, yeah, no, it would be its own thing. And okay. you would just hop well, in the tube and get to New York in a couple hours. The only thing that I could see being the problem is who is going to build the infrastructure for that, which is a problem that Tesla has. Yeah, you, you mean like the infrastructure of actually building the tubes or of allowing them to even be built? Exactly, both. building the tube. Both, actually, both, yeah. Both. I mean, it's like, you know, the railroad system. It's like, it's it's the new age railroad, essentially. And right. it, it, it would take a long time to get the networks in such a way where, because like, you're not going to be able to do it where you get in your pod and like I get to your house. You know no, what I mean? Yeah. Like it would be very general, like probably spot local localized, you know, places. Uh, and 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 I think that it's definitely possible. But yeah, I think it's like you have to go through all the red tape of the government. Mm-hmm. You have to go through all of the economic BS with like cars, airplanes, boats, all they would, that. They would, they would get death. Yeah, they yeah, would get for F'd. sure. And, and so you know, there's even pictures way back when where. What was it? Like Ford and other car companies would lobby the government to destroy, like, you know, in um, San Francisco, the, the trams, the wire trains or whatever. They would have just, yeah. they would just had these lots where there was hundreds of those impounded, done, because Ford wanted everyone to have a car. Yeah, and the know? horse and wagon industry did the same to Ford. It's, <laughs> it sucks, man. It sucks that stuff like that, like, inhibits progress, but... I mean, what do you guys you guys think this is a... Because a lot of reading Elon Musk stuff is like, I kind of have in my head the belief that he can do any of this. But I also read a lot of these things. Where I'm like, is this just a man who's just sitting there saying like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do... Th-. You know, is he a little like off his rocker? I mean, what do you guys think? I believe that he needs to become a little bit more based in his ideas that he goes public with. Because the guy is very eccentric. You can't develop... a company like SpaceX and Tesla, unless you're a little bit off the rocker. But I, I, I really, I just don't know. Anything's possible. It's just, it's so love and hate with me and Elon Musk. Well, what's the hate? Okay. This is probably getting a little bit off topic, but. Hey, conversational podcast. When Tesla came out and it started getting recognized, he came out and said, I will give the technology that we use for Tesla, for free to anybody he that did. wants to develop yeah. an electric car. He proliferated car. his patents. Exactly. So he Which, did that, mm-hmm. but when the next change comes, I have a feeling that he's going to hold on to that and therefore make Tesla better than every other electric car. Well, you have to think that I think I think of it a different way. Okay. So when he first did that, you're right. It really threw me for a loop. I was like, this goes against everything that I would think anyone would do or should do. But I think about this way, like you want the best and smartest people working for you, right? And so now what he's essentially done is he's given his patents out and he's just like, look, if like take my patents, if you can do it better than me, do it better than me and I'll give you a job and you can come work for me and I don't have to pay you to develop what you just developed anyway, you know? He's basically giving the people the tools 
to say, hey, man, I looked at your stuff. You should be doing it this way. And you're like, you know what? You're right. Come on board. And now he doesn't have to pay for that research and development that happened outside, you know? Is that, does that sound logical at all? No, it's, it makes complete sense. But he's created this riff in the electric car company. He's basically proclaimed himself the king of the electric car. And I've developed the best electric car on the market. Well, he's got the best electric car on the he market. He does. I'm not saying that he's wrong. But by it, it's kind of showboating by putting his patents out there. How is that showboating? Isn't that not him saying, like, hey... The, the car industry needs to change. So everybody, look at this and make your own car. You know, Let's stop burning fuel. Right? I agree with that. I agree with that. I still don't think the infrastructure is there. Well, I mean, it's going to be a slow process for sure. Yeah. It's, I just, I don't know. It's just a love or hate relationship with the guy. Yeah. I think my thing with Elon Musk is I like him. Um, yeah, he's eccentric or whatever, but... This is how I kind of look at it. So since, I don't know, maybe industrialization, the biggest tool that humanity has used to move forward has been business, has been um, organizations of people coming together, having some purpose, creating some product, and having the world benefit from that product, right? Yeah. But a lot of what has been holding people back, especially in the more recent years, a lot, a lot of what has been holding innovation and, um, you know, just j- driving things forward has been business, I think. I think, it is, uh-huh. I think it's also been kind of holding us back because there have been a lot of projects that people have the ability and wherewithal to be able to do, but it's not, it doesn't make a business profit, so they can't pursue it. And I think Elon is kind of uh, changing that line a little bit. I think it, he is helping us transition into an age where it's not business holding us back. The only thing that's holding us back is ourself and our, our access to technology to be able to, you know, bring that kind of stuff to, to fruition. And so I think that, you know, what he's doing is, is it's a little, it's a little over the top, maybe. Some people Mm -hmm. might take it back to it or whatever, but I think it's kind of needed. I think it's a very necessary, um, influence that'll help us transition into that future where like we're not only doing things that make business sense we need to be doing things that make like life sense right you know what i mean and i agree i think he's sort of snapping us out of a sort of like lethargic state as far as innovation and just dreamers you know Mm -hmm. i I just think he is he's that fuel he's that fire that a lot of people are flocking to right now and and that just is what excites me about him the most Mm -hmm. is that it's just like this man is clearly clearly smart. He started as this like a co-CEO of PayPal. That's how he made his fortune. And now he's doing all this engineering stuff, space engineering, cars, you know, it's just like what does this guy not do? Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, man, I it's just great to even live in a world right now that like someone like that is going. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But he's kind of taking the competitive edge out of business that makes business so dynamic because obviously he's given his patent away for the electric car. So nobody is racing to try and develop a better technology for it. They're just trying to build off of what he's done. Yeah, um, what do you, like taking the competitive edge away? Do you okay? You so mean like most of the time in business, it's who has a better product wins. Right well, now, he's put his patents out, patents out there. So most electric cars are going to be basically the same. There are no different systems for operating an electric car. 
I mean, unless another company like takes what he's done and iterates on it in a better way. Yeah, I don't think he's telling people that they have to use his patents or anything. And not only that, I also read that like when he gave them away, it wasn't exactly like, here's my schematics for everything I've ever done. It's a lot more like, I'm going to point everyone in the right direction sort of way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I think, yeah, I, I think he is also just a man. Uh, I think that... Uh, it's pretty amazing to see what one person's mind can do, just the jobs he can create, the the inspiration that he can, you know, put in people. But the thing is, is that I think that to a certain extent, we get him too much power and too much of our, if we put too much of our eggs in his basket or whatever, I mean, he might, he might take advantage of that. Uh, if we, trust that everything Elon Musk puts out is like the, the savior product or whatever, then, you know, it might in, invalidate kind of his efforts in a little bit because, we, I don't know, it's like... I think that just comes down to the content of I mean, each individual's would, character. Yeah. You know? That's what I was trying to get to earlier. If you don't have that competitive edge in business to make a better product, you're going to rely solely on one person to develop the better product. It's not going to be always be the better product. He's going to miss one time. He has to. Nobody's perfect. Sure. But I don't think you can blame him for making an amazing product that no one's beat yet, though. True. I would love to have a Tesla. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> just what it comes down to. I'm that's jealous that I don't have a Tesla, so <laughs> damn sure. just holding it over his head. All right. Well, I think we've said all that we could say. Um, sure. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue the show. All righty. This is Witty Banter. Don't forget to follow us at Witty Banter Show on Twitter. And shoot an email over to wittybantershow at gmail.com. And we're back, friends. Thanks for waiting. <laughs> You're on cue today, man. I'm doing my best. Well, it's, a little, it's segment time. You know, if you listen to Witty Banter, you know Yay. after the break we do segments. This week's segment is going to be a little Mary Boff kill. Do a fan. That's probably not a fan favorite. We're gonna do a host favorite. It's a host favorite. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a guest favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it seems that way. Speaking of which, Brady, I can see that you can hardly contain yourself. Why don't you pose yours first? All right, I got the perfect three for y'all. Okay, so Mary Boff Kill, Joe Pesci, <laughs> Danny DeVito, oh man, or Sean Seth Green. Seth. Wow. Green. Seth Green. Kind Interesting of interesting throw oddball. in there. Yeah. So short. Uh, okay, I was trying to go for pretty famous people that are under five eight and male. Tom obviously. Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise is. Yeah. I was gonna say Tom Cruise, but like that's, everyone that's, would that's fuck that's Tom way Cruise. Too, that's way too controversial. I was about to say, we all know the answer to that one. I'm gonna go. It's ahead. Tom Cruise with or without the stool, though. I think I know what I want. I'm gonna take it away first, right? You want me? Are you? I'll do it. I'll do it. it. Um, I think Joe Pesci's hilarious. Like, just absolutely kills me. He's that type of humor that really resonates, like, in my family. It reminds me a lot of my grandfather. So I'm going to marry Joe Pesci. I want to be around that forever. Now, Danny DeVito, funny guy. I think he's disgusting. <laughs> I look at Danny DeVito, and, like, that is literally... But that's why everybody loves him. It, is it, though? <laughs> but he's cringeworthy, for <laughs> he's sure. He's gross. He's a disgusting dude. 
I'm going to kill Danny DeVito. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, he's a lovable little troll, but he's got to get out of here. I guess that leaves the buff to Seth Green. Um, but I feel like he'd make me laugh while we were going through the motions. So you, you know? got a thing for Firebeards is what you're saying here. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Of Scotty. Course. Scotty, don't. Kiss by fire, man. <laughs> Mine's going to be a little different, Chase. I'm listening. So I'm going to marry Seth Green. Okay. Because I, because I think that he's very... He would be a lot like me. Like I feel like he's young. He's like creative. He's funny, and he's you know he's been a part of a lot of productions that I really like. So I'm like I could live with that guy. You mm-hmm. know he does Robot Chicken mm-hmm. and he's a Star Wars fan mm-hmm. and Mass Effect. Yeah, he was in Mass Effect. I think I would. Uh, I think I would bone Danny DeVito. Oh man! <laughs> Just to be able to say that I bone Danny DeVito. <laughs> would you pay the trolls toll? <laughs> I would pay that trolls toll to enter the boys, that boys hole. hole. <laughs> <laughs> but then I would also, I would also kill Pesci because I feel like go ahead. Well, yeah, he's like a mobster, and uh-huh. so like if you killed that guy, like that's like a token, you know? It's like a it's like street cred. Yeah, you earned that one, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, I can yeah. see that. He'd still kill you with a pin, though. <laughs> so what's yours, Brady? I'm gonna actually I'm gonna marry Danny DeVito. Okay, because, why? Okay, I'm I'm a huge fan of It's Always Sunny. I love the whole. I would rub his head every day before I go to work. <laughs> just like get a good. He's rub rich on in his that head. show. You yeah, know. he's got some luck to him or something. I'm gonna bang Joe Pesci because <laughs> the noises that I can imagine him making <laughs> in his O face, like just killing me right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna kill Seth Green because, uh, yeah. How, dis- how yeah, disappointing exactly. would it be if Joe Pesci was just silent the whole time? Like, oh God! It would. It would. Ruin, I. I probably have to kill myself afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I'll go second then. Okay. All right. Uh, so here's my three. Number one, steak. Number two. Pizza, and number three, pasta. Mm. A little food Ooh. theme there. Okay. Uh, what, is it easy for you? You're already ready to rock and roll? Brady, you want it, or you want me to take it? Let's flip a coin for it. Oh, okay. We, we have coins on hand, so... We okay. have Heads or tails? I, I got tails never fails. Tails never fails. What is it, my man? It's heads. It's heads. Nope, nope. It's tails. Oh, it, oh, that's a tricky coin there. Yeah, it's a new one. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Friday Night Lights action. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good thing we looked. I know. It was um, so stupid. All right. Okay, so I think that I would. Um, I think I would marry pasta. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think uh, I can make a like ball and commit with pasta for sure. I think I would bang steak, and I think I would kill pizza. You, so why why steak over pizza? I think. I think pizza is the least classy of those three. I think mm. I think uh, I think I think uh, steak has this sort of like like this indulgence attached to it. You know, it's like it's like everyone, no one puts steak on their diet. You know, right. and it's like whenever whenever you indulge in a steak, it's like this is what I'm doing tonight. Exactly. You know, and so like yeah, you know, like I'm gonna do steak tonight. Yeah, all right, okay, I, I can see that. Brady. Okay. As the uh, owner of a beef ranch, I'm going to have to marry steak because that is my dirty, dirty lover. Oh, God. Okay. I'll be there so for you forever. I'm going to bang pasta because pasta is a great one night stand. You know what I'm saying? Like, And it comes in so many varieties. Exactly. It comes it in so many varieties. Ways. It's down for any way that you want it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's definitely it's that. Filling. And pizza, I'm going to kill because gluten is a nightmare. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's your reason. I'm trying to watch my gluten. I'm like, I have a gluten up, intolerance. Man. You've been in Austin for ten minutes. And you're already, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna marry pasta for sure. Like, yeah, pasta is just a long life love, and it comes in so many different varieties, and it's such a good comfort food. And like, is there anything better in this world than a big plate of pasta? The answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna boff pizza. I'm kind of in a, in a disagreement with you, Hunter. I think. Pizza, one, can be classy. I think about, mm. like, a nice hole-in-the-wall place in, like, New York, and the, the lights are low and shiny, and you just go get a big old pizza. But not only that, when it comes to, like, indulgence, I think pizza is way more indulgent than So you're saying is. you would bang pizza? Yeah. <clears throat> see, I can see that because I think of pizza as kind of like a slut. A little cool. bit. Okay. Like, She's everyone a loves everyone pizza. Literally pizza. everyone yeah. and their mom loves pizza. Even two-year-olds love pizza. So, like... I can. It gets around. And the best you know? thing is, is when you're banging pizza. Like pizza comes in so many ways that you can really make that night special in any way you want to you. You know, you could put anchovies on it that night because you're feeling but super pizza's, raunchy. Pizza's the food that's gonna wake you up in the morning and go, "I'm pregnant," and it's yours. Or like, so should we hang out today? <laughs> that's not true. Pizza's gonna high five you and walk out and be like, "Hey, great, good night. job, man." And, uh, and then you're going to be like, oh, God, I got to get myself tested. <laughs> Look, steak is good, but steak is steak to me. Like, a great steak is good, but it's always going to be that same good. So that's why I'm going to kill steak. And uh, those are my three. Okay, cool. So so, uh, so now it's my prompt. It's your prompt. Um, I was going to I was gonna do kind of a similar thing. I was going to say wine, beer, and scotch, but, but I, I'm going to change it. Um, so my three... <clears throat> One is Moby Dick. Hmm. One is the Kraken. Oh boy! And one is the Leviathan. So three sea beasts here. Oh yeah. All claim to be as big as the sea. Yeah. All very threatening and intense. But, so uh, they have their sparks about. My them. My understanding of the Leviathan's like a little hazy. You know. It's a giant mythical sea beast. Yeah. So <laughs> are like, all so the, is the Kraken and yeah. I, I like to picture the Leviathan as some like deep dweller, like half reptile, half fish. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Loch Ness monster, except way bigger and way more frightening, and mm-hmm. eats children that are bad. I think that the Kraken is like closer to a squid or an octopus, almost like it has a bunch of tentacles. And I think of the Leviathan. These are kind of like cross-lapping things, though. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but that's that's why it makes it. Interesting. Very interesting to see what people choose. Well, I'll go why. first. Okay. So I'm going to kill the Leviathan because that's hmm. the most threatening thing in the world. Hmm. And I'm going to do the world a f- favor. I'm going to get rid of that. So we I think c- that is the scariest one. Yeah, we can definitely rest easy. Like just the, yeah, yeah. Leviathan's, Leviathan's nuts. Put that on your wall. Hang it. I'm going to bang Moby Dick. <laughs> that's you a know, good choice. Uh, a little boat of sailors one day, they, they went their whole, made their, they made their whole lives so what you're Their saying goal. is you would enter the whale. Oh, I'd enter the whale. Because I want to be the guy that said, not only did I find Moby Dick, I banged Moby Dick. <laughs> you know? They're like, damn, you're hardcore, Chase. That's what I'm saying. And I'm going to, I guess that leaves what, Mary? I'm going to marry the Kraken. Because as Victorian Greyjoy knows, the Kraken is unstoppable. We do not so. We do not so. And I'm going to let the Kraken just lead my life to victory. Okay. Those are my choices. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to marry the Leviathan. 
Because I want the street cred walking down the street with that bitch and just be everybody be like, good God, he's married to that? I'm never messing with that guy again. <laughs> because look at the Leviathan on yeah, his shoulder. Seriously. I'd get first waiting at tables. Like, I'd walk into a restaurant and they'd make me a special table right in the middle of it. Because nobody wants to mess with the Leviathan. I guess. No one wants to mess with Moby Dick either. I'm going to bang the Kraken. Okay. Lots of tentacles. <laughs> we're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Call me Japanese or something. That's ridiculous, man. Ugh. And I'm going to kill Moby Dick because, you know. It's pretty epic. It's, it's, you know, it's a good story. You kill Moby Dick. Yeah, you get yeah. to be Ishmael. Exactly. I am Ishmael. There you go. Okay. It's funny. We've actually had different answers on all three of our prompts. So my, my answer is different from y'all's. That's because we're the most um, interesting bunch in the world. <laughs> That's why everyone listens to the show. So I'm going to marry the Leviathan because I think it is the scariest one. I think if I have it on my, th- I think if I have it on my side, you know, I'm, I'm nothing's going to touch me, man. I got okay. the Leviathan there. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bang the. Uh, what is this? not the Kraken? What was the other one? Moby Dick. Moby Dick. I'm gonna bang Moby Dick. Uh, it has Dick in its name. Um, <laughs> it's just like really, it's like a classical piece, you know. <laughs> like everyone, like you know, it's just got a little class to it. Picture red velvet and cigarettes. You know, yeah. You, like. you know, <laughs> and I'm gonna kill the Kraken because I think the Kraken has the most modern street cred. Okay. And I think that the uh, the street cred that I can go to pirates with and be like, dude, I killed the Kraken. And they'd go. be like, you are our leader now. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I can see that. So, yeah, those are my three. Well, uh, thanks for the questions, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Those are good with the sea beasts. Um, well, that's, that's everything because guess what? We don't have mail. Oh, big freaking surprise. It's starting to really depress me, man. All you got to uh, do is just... Uh, expected now. Go to wittybetzershow at gmail.com and just literally send us anything, even a smiley face. Why would you bone the Kraken? Yeah, so... <laughs> First of all, I just want to say that your logic in Kraken boning is ridiculous. Like, the tentacles would take you apart. Yeah. What is y'all's obsession with short male actors? <laughs> yeah. Anyway... Uh, yeah, no, no mail. So we'll go ahead and start the plugathon here and go and get out of here. Go Keep it short. Go Keep eat a short. hamburger. Yeah. So, witty banter. Post to iTunes. Just go to witty or search witty banter in iTunes. Hit subscribe. It'll show up in your uh, download list for free every time we post an episode. Or if you don't have iTunes, just go to wittybantershow.com and you can download the episode right off of our website. Like our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash wittybanterpodcast. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Witty Banter Show. Uh, we're on YouTube. We haven't been recording videos these last couple episodes just because we've had some technical hiccups. We apologize, but more videos are on the way. We all on Pornhub too. Uh, we're working on it. We can't get a director nailed down. It's been a bitch. We have we have to transition into that shirt off podcast. You know, you got to nail them down really hard. We try. <laughs> we try our best. <laughs> now we're also all on Twitter. We are at Witty Banter. Good Lord. We're, I'm not on Twitter. You're not on Twitter? You no. don't twat? I don't get on the grid. You don't twat? Okay. Well, Hunter and I are. I'm at Bodacious Chase. Hunter's at Dieseldorf Set. And you can email the show at WittyBanterShow at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Next, we're going to try to keep the guest thing going. We've been, we've been having fun. We've been good on the, on the guests lately. Yeah, we've been enjoying it. And we just have more ideas for... We're just trying to keep Witty Banter interesting. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the season of opportunity for us, so hopefully you'll uh, keep your ears peeled. Keep your ears peeled, soldier. I would just like to say it's been a pleasure. Um, Thank you, Hopefully I'll be back on the show at some point. Mutual. Mutual. For sure. We need to have a a Song of Ice and Fire spoiler cast at some point. 
That'd be very enjoyable. Serious spoilers, prepare yourselves. All we do is run, like go through a list of them in the, in the show. Like, so We're sucked. just going to name them off one by one, all the spoilers. <laughs> well, that's everything. Until next week, this has been Witty Banter. Goodbye. Beep, beep. Beep, boop. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep,